Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And joining me today is Laura Trions. Laura is a life strategist. She's a motivational and inspirational speaker. She does some things to help companies, organizations, and individuals live on purpose through her coaching and her programs. And Laura, I am thrilled to welcome you to Live on Purpose Radio here this morning. Thank you so much, Dr. Paul. I am so excited to be here today. Laura, we all have our own path to get where we want to get. And as I've looked over some of your your content and, and watched one of your videos and and was prepping myself for our conversation here today, I can always tell just in a few seconds if people understand some of the principles that allow us to live on purpose, which is what we're talking about here at Live On Purpose Radio, where you've probably noticed this with the people that you've worked with. Sometimes we just let life push us around, and other times we connect to principles that allow us to, to take it on, on purpose, You've had a journey to get to where you are. Can you share with our listeners here today a little bit about what what brings you to this point where you're so passionate about helping people to connect to those principles? Tell us a little bit about you and your background. Well, you know, so what's interesting is that I found throughout life, I was blessed that the things that happened to me led me to the next thing. And then I got to this point, I was in real estate. um, I was doing a lot of short sales. And meanwhile, I was helping people in my office kind of build their businesses. And I was doing it in a way where I was using assessments to help them understand their behavior. So they built their business based on their behavior, right? Essentially, on purpose. And what I realized as I stayed in real estate that I wasn't living on purpose. I was, I had happened into real estate. A friend, I was, I got my real estate license because I owned rental property. I bought my first house when I was 23 years old. And I'm like, oh, I should probably learn something about this. So I got my real estate license. And from there, um, someone said, oh, I have a friend who's looking for some agents. Oh, sure. I'll be an agent. I have my license. And so things sort of just happened. And it was at this point when I started understanding my own behavior. And then I started helping people build their businesses based on behavior. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm not living on purpose right now. And again, I was blessed with where my path took me. It was really unconventional, but I decided I wanted to be a coach and I wanted to change people's lives through this information that Mm -hmm. I could look at their behavior, ask them questions about themselves. How does this show up? And then how can we use what's natural for you to do the things that help you feel great, that help you find fulfillment? And so in doing that, 
I myself got a coach. I said, if I'm going to be a coach, I need a coach. And so I hired what I think are the best coaches in the world, which I got hired a Tony Robbins coach. And while I was there, I transitioned out of real estate. I went into um, coaching full time. And then he asked me, have you ever thought about being a Robbins coach? And at that time, I'm like, no, I'm going to do this on my own. And I was building a business word of mouth. People were were referring um, other people to me. And the more I got into the Robbins organization, the more I wanted to be a part of it. And so I became a Robbins coach for two years. The best opportunity, the best coaches training in the world. Um, But after two years, I wanted to be able to pick and choose my own clients. I wanted to be on purpose with who I worked with, where at Tony, you coach anyone, anywhere, at any time. And so I left the Robbins organization as a coach. I'm forever a client. Um, I left the organization as a coach and I've been on my own ever since and really honored that people let me into their journey. And I know this is where I'm meant to be and what I'm meant to do. And there is no doubt every single day I'm living life on purpose. And right now I'm doing this 365 experiences. I pick an experience a day that fills me up. And sometimes it's something as little as going into a old bookstore that I've passed uh, every day for like four months. Uh Um, Sometimes it's just going out and getting a coffee with my daughter. It really just depends. But every day I'm doing something where I'm like, this fills me up. That's how committed I am to, to living on purpose. Wow. I've picked up on a number of different (laughs) little elements as you shared your story here, Lara. It's so common for us to get sort of lost in our own head or in our own life. And we get into routines and we get into um, patterns that, that become habitual. And the lights went on for you at some point. Wait a minute. I'm not living on purpose here. There's something that's not quite in touch. And just like it's impossible to lift ourselves up by our own bootstraps, I don't know that we can fully get out of our own way unless we have the insights of a coach or an assessment, something that helps us to see ourselves instead of from inside our own head, Right. To see ourselves from a different perspective and get to that understanding. And I, I heard several elements of that as, as you were sharing your story with us. Absolutely. I think, you know, for me, I remember I was talking with a friend and um, he said to me, if money were no object, what would you be doing? And I said, I would be doing what I'm doing right now. I'd be sitting talking to people and they'd ask me, um, you know, my advice. And, you know, and as a coach, I do not give my advice. I just ask lots of questions. But at that time, I didn't know what I was talking about. I had no idea that I would go into coaching. Um, But I said, I'd be doing this. And then he said, well, why aren't you? And I was like, who would pay me to do this? I mean, that's that with my limiting belief at that time was that I could give it away for free, which is what I was doing, but that people wouldn't pay me for it. And that was the switch that happened for me when I got a coach is that actually my ability to help pull out of people what they want to help them get clarity on where they want to go. That's a gift. There is great value in that. 
And it, it did take someone else to help me sort of stand, stand in that truth and give me the confidence to, to take that big leap and, and change careers. You know, my husband, I just started real estate. I just started to build up my business. I was in the eighth year. Things were going really well. Business was really good. I made the most money it ever made. And I'm like, hey, honey, guess what? I'm going to change careers and stop real estate 100%. And he was like, oh, you're, what, 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 what? okay. And he's great. He's really supportive. He, he's more hesitant. I'll take a leap. You know, he's more hesitant. Um, so he asked me great questions, but always, always supportive. And he's like, okay, you know, if that's what you want to do, it was the best decision of my life. That's a pattern. I think that I've seen with a lot of my clients as I've studied psychology over the years, we don't know what we don't know. I say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and and to, to discover that is a process, usually not an event so much as a process yeah. where, where things start to unfold to us. We start to see things. And you pointed out so skillfully here today, Laura, how important it is to have resources or people or coaches in our life that can help us to see the things that we're missing or to see them from a different angle. Right. I've, I've joked around a little bit because I'm a clinical psychologist by training and credential. And I left the tribe from traditional psychotherapy into more of a life coaching on a positive psychology model uh, kind of practice. And that's why we're even having this conversation here today. Mm -hmm. And people think you're crazy sometimes when you do a lot of time. <laughs> but I can tell just from the energy as I talk to you also, Laura, that this has been such a meaningful journey for you. And now you're in a position where you can assist and help others, both organizations and individuals, to, uh, to achieve a higher level of, what do we call it? I've, I've picked a little three-letter word to, to summarize it, and that's joy. But we describe success, happiness, fulfillment, whatever it is, we can get to that higher level if we connect to the correct principles. Right. It's really that higher level of living, right? I mean, it, right. it is, there's so much fulfillment when you are creating your life instead of responding to it. And I think that's really, really the key is, you know, I create every aspect, the good and the bad. And so that has me accountable for all of my decisions. And from there, I get to get resourceful and shift things if they aren't working and then really show a lot of gratitude when they are. You know, Laura, you said something earlier that is still kind of sticking with me. And it, it, it's when you were starting to realize, okay, I've got a passion for something that I'm not currently doing. And I was stopping myself because I'm like, well, who would pay me for that? Right. And I've noticed that some of the things that come naturally to us, we don't understand or connect with the value of that thing because it comes so naturally to us. Yeah. What have you noticed about that? Well, so I, I love that you picked up on that because there's this sense that in order for it to be a value, it needed to be a struggle. And I said, what? I, I often say to my clients, what if you get there and there is no struggle? Like, what if you can just get there 
and you get to enjoy the process. Now, does that mean you enjoy every little piece of it? No, there are, piece, there are pieces of everything, you know, that you're not going to enjoy. But overall, when you look at the path and you can say, I really loved my path. I mean, that's the greatest gift. And I find that so many clients are looking to get to that point. Well, when this happens, then this can happen. When this right. happens, then this can. And I'm saying, well, wait a second. What if none of those things ever happen? Does that mean that this whole journey was a waste? Because I'm always talking about not being wedded to the outcome. We work toward a goal, yeah. but we can't be so wedded to an outcome that we're missing all of the other alternatives, options, opportunities that surround us. And so I, I find that a lot of people get so caught up in the end that they're really missing. Um, they're missing the train ride. It's a story that my high school teacher shared with me. He was going on the Eurorail and he said that um, he had saved up his whole life to take this journey. And while he was on the train, he was looking at the pictures of where he'd been or he was planning for his next stop. And then all of a sudden he's on the last leg of his Eurorail adventure and he looks up and he looks out the window and he says, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. And all of this time I missed the train ride. And so the lesson for all of us high schoolers, and here I am, I won't even tell you how many years later, repeating the story, like just don't miss the train ride. I mean, this is a beautiful journey. And if you're not enjoying it, change the activities that you're doing because it is about the journey. Love that image, Laura, especially as we apply that to whatever we're doing. That it's not about some destination. It's not about I'll be happy when or upon completion of. We get to enjoy the journey because the process itself is life. Is life. It is this is our life. Laura, as we come back from this break. I would like to learn more from you about the principles that you've identified that allow us to create and live a life that we love. This is a fun conversation for me. Everybody, as, as we come back from this break, um, let's see if we can dig into some of those principles. This is Lara Trions at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now, I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me. DrPaulJenkins.com. And we're back. Laura Trion's today at Live On Purpose Radio. And I'm enjoying this conversation, Laura. We, we discussed a little bit during the break how there's different context because everybody's life is different. Everybody's special and unique. Right. And then at another level, 
It, it's like in that old, do you remember the animated show, The Incredibles? Of course. And then how they talked about everybody's, spe- or we're special, just like <laughs> everybody else, right? That's right. That's right. Um, we're special, but we're not a special case. Mm-hmm. And that's one way that it, it kind of comes back to me. We've been able to identify very similar principles. And you shared a little bit about your journey uh, with us in that first half in which you've come to some of the same conclusions that I have. The name of the show is Live on Purpose. And maybe that's how we got connected in the first place, because you've learned some things about purposeful living that have become really important to you. Tell us more about what that means to you and why it's so important. Well, during the break, I had shared a little bit about um, 2020 being a really tough year for me personally. Um, Professionally, it was a wonderful year. I was blessed to have more business. Um, But being someone who's external, who loves to be with people and being told, you know, for safety purposes, we have to stay home. We can't see family. I mean, I'm Italian. We live with we live by living with our family. Um, So it was really hard for me. And I had to get really purposeful on my experience. And so going into 2021, I said, what did I learn from this? And it was this idea of purposeful living. And so I have this equation that I'd love to share with your audience to help them think about how can we create this life on purpose? And so it starts off with um, your experience. Defining your experience is so important. Often we talk about what we don't want and we don't get to what we actually do want. And so, you know, I suggest to people take what you don't want and flip it just flip it around, help get to what you do want. So defining that experience is really important. The second part of it is communication, communicating what you want to the people around you. You know, sometimes we'll have an expectation that especially our spouses, our kids know us. Well, you're supposed to know me. You live with me. Unless we're telling people what we want, they're guessing. Don't make them guess. Tell them what you want. And then the third piece to purposeful living is really consistency. How can you consistently place experiences into your life that help you live on purpose? And so it's um, experience, uh, communication, consistency, is purposeful living. And that had led me to this thing that I'm doing in 2021, which is um, I have 365 experiences. So every single day I'm asking myself, what's one thing I can do today that fills me up? And I have a list of things not yet done. Like if I see something on TV or I see something online that I'm like, oh, that would be super fun. Some things I do right away, like Um, I read an article about a gentleman who lost his wife in his 80s and he started planting daffodils and his yard has 50,000 daffodils. He passed away at age 100 and the neighbor bought his house to keep his daffodils and his wife's memory alive. And so I realized that was two towns over for me at lunch. I got in my car. That's where I went for lunch. Those are the types of things. They're little things. They don't have to cost any money. Um, Those are the types of things that fill me up and give me that purposeful life. And then I'm looking at my day and doing what everyone else does. You know, what do I want to accomplish and all that sort of thing. But 
filling myself up so I can overflow to those around me is my number one priority for purposeful living. I love your idea of the 365 experiences. It's Maybe this gets to be one of them, this conversation that we're having. Absolutely, absolutely. Live on Purpose Radio. But as you described uh, this, this story of the man who had planted the daffodils in his yard, the vision that I had in my mind, Laura, was not so much of the daffodils, but it was of Laura looking up from all of her travel papers and looking out the window of that train. Yes, from the story that you shared earlier, how much richness that brings to our lives when we, we just set things down for a moment and become purposeful about enjoying the journey and seeing what's already there. Yes. And, and that's it. So what ironically, you talked about seeing what's already there. A friend of mine posted pictures of the daffodils online. And so a friend of mine said, where, what, where is that? And her friend responded and said, you drove by that every day on your way to work for five years. She never saw it. So it, it is, it is absolutely looking up and, and finding those little things. And then you get to come back. I came back to my office. I felt so full. I was ready to get back to work. I was ready to engage that day. I didn't have any clients in the afternoon, but I got to work on marketing. I got to work on some other things that if I just sat there and pushed through the pain and, you know, get through it. I wouldn't have had the same level of energy and joy brought to those activities that I did by taking that hour out of my day, going for a ride and coming back. As you were talking about this equation that you came up with, and it it includes experience, communication, and consistency. And when you talked about experience, Laura, you mentioned that we, we get to develop some clarity about what it is that we actually desire or want or intend to bring into our lives. And it's so easy or sometimes habitual to say, well, I don't want this or I don't want that. Um, I get this all the time when I'm counseling with, with couples, for example, and I ask, what do you want? And she says, well, I just, I just don't want him to be so lazy and I don't want to she starts and he says, well, I don't want her to be nagging me all the time. And I don't want, don't want, don't want. It's kind of going back to your train experience. Yeah. What if, what if you're ready to get on the train and, and you go to the ticket counter and you say, okay, I want a ticket, <laughs> but I don't, don't want, want to go to Rhode Island. I don't <laughs> want to go to Boca Raton, Florida. I don't want, well, the only destination in that poor ticket clerk's mind is the one you don't want. Don't want, exactly. So getting clear about what, what you do want, I think that is so valuable. And really a very simple shift. You suggested, hey, just flip the don't. Right, right. You know what you don't want, well, flip that. What does that mean you do want? right. Maybe I want more loving communications in my relationship. Hmm. Maybe I want more daffodils. We've got a new saying, stop and smell the roses, stop and see the daffodils. That's right. That's right. But, you know, I think I think especially with our our partners, you know, in our family, the people that we're living with, again, you know, being being going through covid and spending more time together. 
I had to get really clear about what I wanted for my work experience because I work from home and my family came into my workplace. And so I had to get really clear and say, hey, wait a second, guys, this is where I work. Here's what I want. But if instead I just complained about what they were doing, they wouldn't know what I really needed. They would only hear what I don't want. So I had to get clear, you know what? Here are the hours where I'm recording a podcast. Here are the hours when I'm in session time. Here, when, when can we talk about you guys having lunch? Let's talk about what this looks like. I need to have silence during these times. This is what I need to have, right? So I'm, I'm sharing that. That's the communication part. That's the communication. Oftentimes, and again, I'll use COVID and working from home. We'll say, oh, well, you know that I'm up here working. Well, mom, I didn't know that you weren't working on marketing and that you were in the middle of a session. Oh, that's right. I have to tell you during this time is when I needed to be quiet, right? Those, those little things that make such a huge difference in communication. And, and again, asking for what I want and what I need becomes really important. And that's the communication piece. On the consistency end of things, I think it's, it's interesting to note that taking an hour out of your day to drive two towns over and see the daffodils. That's not something you do every day, but you're trying to be consistent with your purpose and getting back to what it is that's truly important to you. You, you know, your 365 experiment mm -hmm. uh, or strategy that you're employing this year. That's what we get to be consistent about. Because it would be easy if we think of consistency as always doing the same thing. Right. We're probably go going to miss the view as the train whizzes by. Mm-hmm. Is, is there more you can tell us about consistency and, and how we get to apply that? Well, I, you know, I, I like what you just said is it's not about doing the same thing. It's about creating the time that helps you build and stack successes, right? And again, what, what I talk to my clients about is building a momentum, right? So I, I look at consistency as not like, oh, do the same thing every day, do the same thing every day. It's what can you do that you, you enjoy? Because if you're talking about something you're going to do consistently, there has to be a part of it that you like. If you right. force yourself to do it, you can do that. It's just don't be disappointed if it doesn't last long term. And so when I talk about consistency, look at something that you want to do on a regular basis and then incorporate it into your lifestyle so that it's no longer a task on your to-do list. It is a part of your lifestyle and then becomes part of your identity. You know, a lot of times when people are looking to lose weight, exercise becomes a thing on their to-do. And right. what... I work to help people do is how can healthy living become your identity that you wouldn't do anything to sacrifice your identity. We'll do lots of things to avoid a task. We don't want to do a task, right? But, but, but we will go, I mean, out of our way, not to sacrifice our identity. And so having that healthy living come off the to-do list and be a part of the B the, the being list, right? Who are you being? Um, helps people shift from, 
oh, I've got to do this. And so again, coming back to that consistency, it's what do you want to do consistently? You know, I used to say, oh, I hate exercise. I have to do exercise. Well, I'm in the gym with a trainer and I force myself to go to a trainer. And it dawned on me, actually, I don't hate exercise because I can go skiing right now. I'm into hiking. I hiked for 12 hours this weekend. I could go hiking for 12 hours. It's not exercise. I hate, I hate this exercise. I just don't (laughs) know what I'm doing. So I made a list of all the exercises I wanted to try to see what else I liked. Cause obviously living in new England, our ski season is short. What else could I be doing? And I started down that list. I found, I love Pilates. I love before COVID, I spent five years twice a week going to Pilates. I mean, I, it, it is my identity. This is what I do twice a week. So it, mm. it's those shifts, right? If you have something on your, your to-do list and you're not doing it, Ask yourself what you'd like to be doing instead, right? Make up that list, especially if it's exercise. Like, what do you like to do? And start there. That helps with consistency. And that way it becomes sustainable. Exactly. Which is the thing that I love about purposeful living because it is self-sustaining. When you, when you really dial in to what you want and what you desire and what you love, it's not hard to get yourself to do that. That's- exactly. And you've given some beautiful examples about that. Laura, you've put together some resources for folks. I know you have a website. You've, you've got a YouTube channel. You've got a couple of things going on that uh, we may want to let people know about. Can you tell us just how we can connect to you and the things that you're doing? Absolutely. Well, so because of my commitment to Purposeful Living, I actually created a website and it's called purposeful Life. .co. And there you can go and um, you see the equation. There's some more examples and you can take a little survey to see if you are living life on purpose. And depending on how you answer the survey, there's some coaching tips in there. But this is really my commitment for 2021. There's also links to my social media and my other website so that you can get access to all of my information um, from that one spot. But that's the place where right now you can go and really see how I'm living and in coaching. This is, I live the way that I coach. Um, and so it'll give you great insight to where I am right now. Wonderful. I think if you're like me, dear listeners, as, as we've been having this conversation, this kind of content and energy, it, it really gets me going. And I hope that you've felt something from our conversation today. Um, please look up Laura at purposeful-life.co. You don't need an M at the end of that. No M, no M. (laughs) This is a .co, not a .com. Um, Purposeful-life.co. Laura, thank you so much for your contributions here today at Live On Purpose Radio. Thank you so much, Dr. Paul, for having me. I'm so grateful for this opportunity and loved sharing insights and and hearing your insights as well. I mean, this is just wonderful. Thank you. The conversation has been fun. The application will be even better, folks. So it's time now to go live on purpose.